welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence. And it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. I'm Sean. And what a week it's been since last time we recorded. <laughs> it's been so long. It is. We have, we have jumped ahead a week. We're in the future. In the future. Oh my gosh. That thing that happened. Man, I can't believe. The thing. What life is like now. <laughs> In this week of November 2020. Uh, we're doing this right after the last one. Yeah. You guys know that. You guys know that. If you listen to the last episode. Anyway. If you're so, new to the show, we're... Uh, hi. We're, hi. We hi. are in the future. Yeah. Do we... Do we... Do we... Do I... Do I, I never... We never assume that anybody's new listening to the show. No. We never do. No. And I feel kind of bad. I feel bad about that. Just thinking about that now. But... Hello? Hello? But uh, hi, new listener. Hi. Yeah. So I guess we should uh, greet all of our new listeners if you exist. Sure. Uh, but if you're if you're a reoccurring listener, uh, fuck you. off. We know all of you out there. You guys are all rad. So thank you. Uh, but uh, I guess we want to just talk about some movies real quick. Uh-huh. And we'll. Uh, Which is not suburbia. No, it's not Suburbia. We didn't watch Suburbia. Suburbia is currently on and we're not watching it, which is fine because a, because a child got eaten by a dog and that disturbs me. That would have been my favorite movie. I'm pretty sure I would have really liked Suburbia. Oh, yeah. Because it true. seems fucked up. It does seem fucked up. I think Flea's in it. Which we know I love fucked up movies. Yeah. So, well, it's a Penelope Spheris movie. So I'm geez. sure I could find it somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, it's true. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. So we watched a couple movies. There was some stuff I wanted to talk about. Well, I'm going to start with, because it was some Halloween stuff. Mm, my favorite holiday. Because uh, Halloween was last week. Oh, two weeks ago. Or two weeks ago. Right. And uh, we watched some Halloween stuff leading up to it. Because uh, you brought up Salem. And it reminded yes, it me of... We watched Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem and Hubie Who- Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Hubie what was it? There was another one too, wasn't there? Uh, maybe not a Salem one. But I know it was definitely those two. I, I had another one in my head, and I'll, maybe I'll remember it. But that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Lords of Salem. That is a Rob Zombie movie, and it's based on a premise of a about there being a record. So okay, so that it's it's so first of all, obviously it's based in Salem. By Rob Zombie. By Rob Zombie, based in Salem. Yes. But like, it's also like, I feel it, it's supposed to be present day. Well, I think it was present day whenever it was made. Yeah, but it doesn't feel right because it feels like, like Ken Foree's in there. Uh Uh-huh. And he's got like this big, like Julius, uh, I I can't think of his last name. The guy uh, from uh, Sam Jackson from uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh Uh-huh. He's got that big, like a fro like that. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just like, I saw that and I was like, are we like in the past, but also in the present? Because mm. it didn't make sense because it was just like, it just felt like there's a, it was kind of like a, It Follows, mm. which is such a weird movie because it's like, you don't know what actual time period it is. It just feel it feels very odd. Uh, but this one's about, The Lords of Salem, it's about uh, Rob Zombie's wife. Sherry Moon, mm. who's in every single one of his movies in an important role. She's not that good of an actor. She did okay here, though. Yeah, she's all right. She was all right. But uh, she's a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> she's it's this, just, like, weird, like, local Salem radio station with, like, some other dudes. Uh, and she gets, like, a record, and it's just addressed to her. And she's like, cool, record. And she plays it, and it's, like, witch music. It's, it hypnotizes the, the, the women of Salem. And eventually it leads to the to the witches of Salem like coming back mm-hmm. to perform this in Salem itself and a bunch of like and then like it allows uh Sherry Moon to give birth to the uh Antichrist. Sure. Which is just like a like a like a little like cockroach monster. Yeah, gross. And that's how that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so the few the things that I find interesting about it, you've got a radio station in Salem, which I don't think there is. Is there a radio station in Salem? Oh, I have no idea. Like, there's I mean, there could have been one shit. before. I like, don't know when this was set. I don't know if it still exists. I have no idea. Because it was also in Hubie Halloween. There's like there's like a station, 
like a radio station in Salem that's like it's like man this is like Salem station because you know but it's kind of I don't know it's it's kind of like it's just for Salem like it doesn't feel like it's also for like Boston right you know just yeah feels it's like- it's just like a spe- like a Salem centric radio station and maybe it's the college station but it doesn't seem to be because they all seem to be like out of college yeah they all seem to be sort of regular ass people yeah you know but uh so she works at the station but she's like a part of like a like a midnight zoo crew because they're doing oh, that's right there's so many fucking like, like the yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of like they're interviewing somebody and it's like, like hey. we're gonna listen to this show Wooga. like it's really dumb it's like hey what is it is that a is that is, is that is that a uh is that wood boing you yeah. know or whatever <laughs> just sound soundboards galore yeah uh and she she plays like she actually plays for for a zoo crew woman woman on a zoo crew mm-hmm. she plays a pretty progressive role right because a lot of times the women on the on the zoo crew are just like there to be like oh no you know or to say things about like you know whatever uh about things that the the guys the guy it's like you men are pigs and the guys are like oi, yeah. Oi, yeah you know <laughs> but yeah she plays a, a pretty progressive role here and she just but she's also like a recovering addict mm-hmm. and you know, she lives in this apartment building, which apparently it's just her and, and this woman and this other woman, and there and there and there's nobody else who lives in this apartment because she and there's but there's also like a witch room. Yeah, there's like an apartment that the lady can't rent, but she also doesn't have any other neighbors apparently. No, zero neighbors. And uh, who else is in this movie though? Uh, Meg Foster's in it, who is awesome. Mm-hmm. She's had a she was like the lead witch. Oh yeah, eyes. yeah, and and, and then her sister. Is played by the woman who played Magenta in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right, and then her other sister, the other one of the other women there is Dee Wallace, who played who's the the lead woman from uh, uh, The Howling. Oh, okay. And yeah. she's been in a bunch of other like yeah, yeah. Rob Zombie movies. Uh, so yeah, so there's a there's quite a few you know, Ken Fares in there, who is uh, who's of course known best from uh, the Dawn of the Dead. So he's there. Uh, who else? No, Bruce Davison is there. Uh, oh, of, yeah. Of X-Men fame. That's right. He plays like a college professor who like wrote a book about the Salem witch trials or something. Yeah. But he gets in first and they interview him on a show and they're like, he's just like, hey, he's just like, he tells like Sherry Moon Zombie. He's like, hey, I like your uh, tattoos. And, and they're like, boy, I like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Uh but he lives like the best life because he lives in like an artist loft. Oh, he lives. That's a fucking coolest place. With uh, Maria Conchita Alonso, who, who's his wife, who's his wife. And she's just like an artist, like a painter. And he's just like a, a, and like they a, have this, like like a witch sweet, author. It's like all brick and like a studio. And they got and like, like a brass bathtub. But it's like huge. It's like an old warehouse converted to a loft. It's really fucking sweet. I'm like, you know what? I like to live there. Yeah, it's a, it makes me. Though I really enjoy doors. Yeah, that's, that's my true. only problem with like a big, expansive studio like that because I don't want to have to sit in the tub and not have a a wall. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just you and me. But at the same time, we'll be like something where it's like I'd be sitting like on the in the couch, and then you'd be off in the corner in the tub, and I'd be in the tub. It's like, well, I need a bathroom door. Yeah, you know. You know, there's just stuff I want to do in the bathroom. I want to just clean. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't need to have you, you know, have everybody look at me. Right. So, uh, but it's pretty, it is pretty rad. Uh, it makes me nostalgic for Salem. Yeah, I miss Salem. You know, they even oh, I liked Salem a lot. They even mentioned uh, Harrison's, which is like a comic book store there. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a collectible store, which is pretty rad. Yeah. I'd love to go there again. Yeah, I mean, it's just about the witches, you know, yeah. and they're, it, it's, I don't want to give too much away because it's really, it's just, it's just a weird witch movie. Uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of like Sherry's, Sherry Moon Zombie just being like drawn to this, to this witch thing, you know, to this witch thing. And then at one point, like a, like a priest tries to molest her. Yeah, that's weird. Because that, that was weird. You can't tell if that's real or not. I think it was a dream. And then like some guy's just like walking a sheep and then he disappears. Yeah. And then there's... And she does have a cute dog. She has a cute dog and she... Ha- yeah, and I don't... I think the dog lives. So I think we're okay there. But she also has these like 
crate and barrel like nightstands that are just illuminated cubes. Mm. And that's very cool. Yo, those are cool. Her apartment actually looks pretty nice too. Like it just yeah. looks kind of like a lot of weird light, like a weird like black, like just fluorescent light in spots and stuff. And it just, I dig it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. It, yeah. Salem is awesome. I would love to work at the radio station. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then we also watched Hubie Halloween, which is a yeah. Netflix movie. I really thought I was going to hate this movie. Because I, I, Adam Sandler's newer shit is awful, right? Most of it. Well, a lot of it's just, I mean, especially stupid jokes that are just like, I'm like, what the fuck are we even doing? Right. Like, I kind of feel like he hit his peak and then he, ever since then, it's just been him making the same basic movie over and over again for the past 20 years. Um, Because I mean, like, I love The Wedding Singer. I think it's a really funny movie. It's good, yeah. Um, But... I hate like little Nikki and, and I didn't even see the one where he was his own sister. Jack and Jill. Never even saw it. Never seen that. I feel like, I feel like that one might be dumb. I, I, I kind of want to see Chuck and Larry it. was terrible. Chuck and Larry's terrible. Um, uh, Waterboy is annoying. Oh, Waterboy's really bad. So yeah, I mean like, so I was like, okay, whatever. It's another Adam Sandler movie where he does a dumb voice. He does. Basically he does the Waterboy voice, yeah. but like a little bit different. Yeah. And also, well, we'll um, Big Daddy's okay. Eh, it's all right. I mean, there's actually there's too many piss jokes in there. There is actually a lot of piss jokes in that. Why are there so many piss jokes? Actually, um, what am I saying? I don't really. I only remember like the old, the end of it. I just remember John Stewart's that kid's dad. Yeah, yeah. And he has that line where he says Canadian beers like moonshine, and yeah. uh, Big Moss used to walk around saying that, like ragging on that woman who worked at Hooters. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, and there's like an old like an old guy, and they talk about his old balls. Yeah, no, oh. that's, that's, that's what I remember about that movie. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Big Daddy sucks. Old balls. Uh, but there's also, uh, shit, I'm trying to think. Billy Madison I've never seen. Billy Madison I have seen, but not, I it didn't watch it a ton. I remember liking it, but it's been so long. I feel like I probably would really enjoy Billy Madison. And also, what's the other one? Uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I think I've seen Happy Gilmore, but it's also one of those ones where I've never actually just sat down and watched the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that those seem to be really, you know, big Big favorites, and yeah. uh, for a lot of people that like my age, yeah. So, but yeah, so so this one I was like, oh, it's gonna be dumb. It's gonna be Adam Sandler just around, and it is, and it is, but it does. It's pretty funny. I I, I don't know if it's funny because every time he like screams because he's scared of something, yeah, his reactions are pretty funny. Yeah, no, he's really those are pretty good. That that made me laugh. Yeah, there's a lot of it where he's he plays this guy. Hubie, who is kind of like the uh, the official, like unofficial, like protector of Salem or whatever. He's just like he's just like a guy that like he he really I think he really loves Halloween, but he get he gets scared very easily. Mm-hmm. It's one of those kind of things. Yeah, which is so weird. It's like how do you love Halloween? And There's like, people that are like that. They just get they, they get freaked out by Halloween, but they love but freaked out. Maybe by they the, like the to be scared. I think that's how I think that's what it is. And of course, the 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 usual suspects are in this movie. You've got Steve Buscemi. Yes. Uh, you've got uh, Rob, uh, no, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. I almost uh, said Rob Reiner, and I was like, that isn't Tom, correct. T- Tom, Tim Meadows is there. David yeah. Spade is there. Colin Quinn is there. Colin Quinn has Which to be there. Which I was there. like, wait, where did you come Kevin from? Kevin James is there. Well, Colin, Quinn, Colin Quinn's in all of his movies. I haven't seen Colin Quinn in forever. He's in literally every... Uh, I know, but what the fuck else has he been doing? I don't know, just it's kind of like Rob up. Schneider. Like, man, you're really lucky that you're friends with Adam Sandler. I always remember Colin Quinn from being on Remote Control. Do you remember that? that I MTV, vaguely remember that, MTV that show, show yes. where he was like, he, he was, was like a host. He was like the it was a panel, like, right? Well, it was the thing where like Ken over was the host. RIP Ken over. He was the host and they would, he had three contestants, but Ken and Colin Quinn was like the, the, um, like the Vanna white kind of deal. But he was like, he would just do like characters and sketches or whatever to like present the questions. So he would, that was his deal. Man, actually, I'd love to watch the remote control, but you can't probably can't because of like rights. I know because they would have this part at the end where you had to guess. uh, They had like a big wall of TVs, and it had all these different music videos on it, and you had to like go to each of those videos and guess which video it was. Oh, okay. Which I would probably fucking kill. I'm sure you would. I would fucking kill at remote control, and they actually made an NES game out of it too. Believe it or not. So Hubie Halloween 
there's a lot of just him, yeah, Adam Sandler just acting like a fool. Uh, but there's just some, you know, there's some young actors in there that are doing really good. Most yeah. of the, I'd say about fifty percent of them are his kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. His, his actual children are in this movie. Adam Sandler's kids are in there, but they, you know, it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, there's just some stupid shit going on in there, and I don't really want to get too into it's it. It's just you know, oh, that's right, Ray Liotta's in there. Oh, that's right, Ray Liotta's in the movie. It is one of those things. It's kind of like <laughs> sorry. Oh, go ahead. But I got another movie I want to talk. I want to talk about too. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I just. If you need something dumb and mindless, it's really good for that. So at one point at the end, like Ray Liotta plays like this townie who's just like a dick. Because everybody's everybody's a dick to uh, Hubie. Yes. To the to Adam Sandler. And, and what he does also reminds me of the hockey, th- the Rocky thing where somebody throws an egg at him and he catches it in his thermos and then he just drinks it. Yeah. That was the thing because he's got this, he's got these therm. It's in the, the trailer where yeah. like he's got this. It's super like a thermos. Swiss army thermos. Yeah. Just a lot of Adam Sandler just getting beat up. And That's true. A lot of him falling. People throwing things at him and they're throwing like TVs at him and stuff. Yeah, people fucking like huck wrenches at him. It's pretty funny. He's like, oh, excuse me. You know, but uh, Ray Liotta at one point, he's uh, he's in this and it's at the end. They're going through like a haunted house and his costume is just Ray Liotta in a rainbow wig. <laughs> That's right. That's his costume. He's just like, because it's Halloween and he's like, he is, he's his, like, mother, his mother died. and No, his father died. Oh, it was his father. That's right. Yeah. His father died, and Adam Sandler like interrupts his funeral for some reason that, that earlier, and then at the end he's like going through a haunted house, and it's just Ray Liotta's costume. Ray Liotta's costume is just Ray Liotta dressed like Ray Liotta, like yeah, in, just like, in a suit. In a suit, but he's got a rainbow wig, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just acting like it's just oh, I'm just Ray Liotta. Maybe you should go as that next Halloween. Just put on a suit and a rainbow wig, be like I'm Ray Liotta. I'd have, to, I'd have to put on some some blue contacts though. Maybe because I feel like Ray Liotta's got those eyes. He does. Like... Yeah, he does. So it's just so it's just Goodfellas, but with a rainbow wig. <laughs> uh, Shaq's in it. Oh, that's right. Shaq is in that movie. I, I don't want to sp- spoil how Shaq's in there. But Shaq's, Shaq is in this movie. Shaq's got a weird thing, and there's another radio station in that movie too. Uh, there's so many radio stations. Apparently, Salem lousy with radio stations. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. So there's that movie, and speaking of wigs. We oh. also watched Theater of Blood. Oh, yes, we did. Theater of Blood. Oh, it took me a second to remember what. I was like, what movie? Theater of Blood, which stars Vincent Price. Yes. And, and Diana, other people. And then other people, uh, Diana Rigg, who played Emma Peel on the Avengers. Okay. And the British Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Vincent Price plays an actor. Yes. An, an old actor who he feels did not get the recognition for his amazing performances from the critics uh-huh. that he thought he deserved. Right. And he is a Shakespearean actor. So he is now going to kill all of these critics in Shakespearean ways yes. based on the plays that he was in. Right. So he, he lives in an old theater, like a Batman villain. <laughs> he was in a little, with a bunch of winos. Well, what happens is, so he doesn't get this award. So he <laughs> jumps right. off of a. Uh, he goes to like it's not like one of their houses. It's like their office, but it looks like a living room, and it's just all of the critics are there. Yeah, they're having like a little like, like a, oh, we like did a good job. A critic meeting, and he's like, "This is my award. I've come to claim it." And he's wearing a cape when he does this. By the way, right? He's wearing a cape, and he's not even supposed to be a character. He's just Vincent Price wearing a cape. And he like goes and he's like, this is my award. And everybody's like, oh, whatever. Haha, <laughs> you suck. And he takes the award and then he starts like reciting some Shakespearean son- uh, play. And I don't remember which one. And he like goes outside onto the terrace and they just like laugh at him. And nobody like goes after him. And then he just jumps off the terrace like into the Thames. And everybody's like, oh, he just died. And then so now everybody thinks he's dead. And now he's going to exact his revenge. Right. So what ends up happening is he ends up washing ashore and a bunch of winos nurse him back to health. And then they. (laughs) And he's still holding his award, by the way. When Uh they. they drag him up out of the mud he's still clutching his award and he takes he takes up residence in this theater and this is where he brings over all these different people and he makes the winos watch his performances to and a lot of them seem to enjoy it everybody's having a good time in that theater yeah and and so he'll bring people over and he beheads people and that's kind of fun but then there's this one where there sometimes is the scene, but there's not, well, there's not just one, he's not only he's just in the theater, but then he will also go to your house because eventually yeah. like, the cops uh, like are catch wind of this. Cause they're, they're trying to like protect these people, but yeah. you know, like the cops are terrible. Yeah. So 
you know, at one point he goes to his house and he cooks some dogs for yeah, one guy. Yeah, that's upsetting. That was pretty upsetting. The dogs didn't deserve that. Yeah. And then uh, the one he goes to a like a like a hair salon. Yes. And this is the best one. This is the one where he shows up and like the woman's like, oh, I need to get my it's hair done. It's the 70s. And it's, the, it's like 71. Let us just say it is the 70s. And so she's like, hi, I'm here to get my hair done. Here's my police bodyguard who's totally useless. Uh, and he has this like Vincent Price has this stage manager who's like obviously his daughter just in like a wig and a mustache and like glasses and yeah. shit. And he's like, the stage manager is like, Oh, your regular person's not here today. How about you meet with, what was his name? Butch. I think it was Butch here. Here's Butch. He's like totally edgy or he has like a groovy or something. He's like, he's super groovy or whatever. And it's Vincent price in like, Almost like a disco shirt that's like all the way open and a fucking Afro wig. Yes. And it is literally the best thing I've ever seen in my it is. He comes, life. And he comes out and he's just like, oh, hey, cats and girls. Yeah, you hey, know? Cat. He's basically like, hey, cats and kittens. Hey, like, kittens or whatever. And he's, and he's just like, man, you're going to love this haircut. <laughs> and then he just electrocutes this woman eventually. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's fucking nuts. And it's on Shutter. It's funny. You should see it's theater of blood. You should probably could find it other places. I mean, watch it just for Vincent Price in a fucking Afro wig. It's an enjoyable. It's film. also very funny because there's a lot of times when Vincent Price wears a mustache over the mustache he already <laughs> has. Right, he has so many other outfits. He has like he's like, oh, I'm a master of disguise because I'm an actor. And he'll like go up and he'll rip off the mustache. And there's a, his real mustache underneath. Yes, I'm Vincent <laughs> Price, but I was also wearing this. I was wearing a big... I'm dressed as a lion for some reason. <laughs> it's really funny. It's enjoyable. Made me really appreciate Vincent Price, actually. I love Vincent Price I so think, much. I feel like, kind of feel like, maybe I should watch more Vincent Price movies. Like, yeah. And now we watched it, and it was like, well, this is for you, Vincent Price, because I think we watched it on Halloween. We did. And it was like, you know, this was your favorite holiday. That was like, you so were the king of Halloween, so He, he was the king of motherfucking Halloween. He loved it. God so, bless him. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, so, yeah. But I guess that's... All we want. Well, we watched The Craft. Oh, the new Craft. I knew there's another movie. Yes, please. The Craft. Legacy. Legacy. I love The Craft, the original from 96. Is with, it 96? I'm 96. pretty sure. Yeah. You can look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's 96. Um, It's Feruza Balk and other uh, Nev Campbell. And I can't remember the other people's names. Rachel name. True and, and Rachel True. Uh, Robin Tunney. And what's her name? Uh, Christine... What's her face is in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller's wife. Yeah. Christine. Uh, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. 1996. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I love that movie. I have seen it. I can't even tell you how many times I probably have it memorized. That and The Crow are the two movies I have memorized. I'm not shocked. Uh, and I love it. I love it so much. So when people are like, hey, they're remaking the craft. I was like, how about you fuck yourself? <laughs> because. Hey, 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 fuck you. Fuck off. Um, because the original is a classic and it is perfect and don't ever fucking touch it. But Why are we remaking? Well, granted, we're already 20 years and right. you know, past that. And they were so. like, well, no, it's actually it's called it's a quote spiritual sequel. And I was like. Because there was okay. a trailer. And there was they a, trailer. Had a trailer. And at the end of the tra- at some point in the trailer, you see a picture of. You see a Polaroid of Nancy, of Fruzabalk's character, Bulk. Nancy. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, it's a sequel. All right, maybe this will be cool. So it's about this girl and her mom who go. I don't even know where they are. The I last one was so obviously set in Los Angeles. Yeah. This is kind of nowhere. It doesn't ever specify. It's either Michigan or it's the Pacific Northwest. I think it might be the Pacific Northwest, but it just doesn't specify. Because last time it's like so obviously L.A. She moves because the mother's a therapist who like meets and falls in love with David Duchovny. (laughs) And so she's like, I know this is weird, but like we're moving in together with his three sons. Three giant sons. No, he has has two two giant giant sons sons and he has one regular size son. A regular son. And hey, it's he has these other two sons who are like fucking huge fucking giant basketball players. Yeah. Sons. And it's just like, hey, look, it's David Duchovny looking like a puffy dad. David Duchovny's you know, hair. His hair stands straight He has Scotty too hotty hair. It's if you're, st- if you're a wrestling it is Max person. Headroom hair. <laughs> it, is, Max Headroom hair. <laughs> it stands straight up. And you're like, 
<laughs> How much product is in your hair? It's very sir? it's well cuz it, as it turns out he's like his a dad product. He's a he's a he's a men's rights guy. Yeah, he's like a so super So it's not surprising he's that like he's a got Jordan, like he's like styling. a Jordan Peterson yeah. who like writes books and stuff. Um so that's a problem. And so this girl just moves in and like becomes the fourth for this like coven of witches. But in the first one, yeah. the girl who comes like moves in, she's always had powers, even though she didn't really understand them. Yeah. This one's just like, oh, you have powers, but you didn't know that literally until you got here. Yeah. So now you have powers. She never did any of that shit in the first place. And she's like, what do you mean powers? And, and she's like, oh wait, now I have powers. Yeah. And I like in the first one how it kind of like they take a long time to like figure out their powers and they do like little small spells. This one's just like, we're doing crazy shit. I got fucking fire coming out of my fingers. Uh, we're going to like just wave a finger and do our own makeup. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Here's a bathtub. Why are you in a bathtub? <laughs> I don't understand. So it's like, whatever. I like it's just, here's a bathtub, by the way. Yeah, why are you in it? So yeah, it's it's fine. It's very queer. I would say it's very queer. We have a bisexual male character. We have a trans girl. Yeah. Uh, you know, loving some of that. Obviously, the enemy of this movie is the patriarchy, which thumbs up, but also at the same time, don't love the twist. And the story's kind of a mess. Yeah, and it's also very like the way they put it together, it's kind yeah. of a mess. It's like too fast in some parts and too slow in others and not enough of this and yeah. too much of that. And I'm just kind of like, and there's really, it's good, but it's not. Does yeah, that make no, sense? It's, it's like, right. It's a very middle. Well, it's good because it's a craft movie that you want to, yes. you're just glad to see something yeah. come out of that franchise. And yeah. it just, you know, it feels familiar, but yeah. also it doesn't feel very familiar because there's a, not a lot of charm to it. The first right. movie. And you don't know anything about her friends. No, you don't know anything about the people you know other than is, the fact that they're witches. Yeah, you know they're witches. You know, one girl's the black girl. The other girl's apparently a Latina girl. And the other girl's a trans girl. That's literally all you know. Yeah. That's it. Like, the other ones had stories about it. Like, Nancy was really poor, you know, and she was dealing with that and, like, her kind of creepy stepdad. Yeah, and then yeah. you had Ned, Nev Campbell's family. But Nev, had, Nev and, Campbell had, like, that and she had, skin she issues. she had been, like, burned because she had been burned. So she had, like, horrible burns, like, on her back. Yeah. Because, like, boiling water fell on her when she was a kid or something. So she had burns on her body. Then, but, of course, again, <laughs> we have the same problem. And there's a black girl. And that's all the only character trait she has is that she's a black girl. She's being bullied by Christine, what's Christine her face? Christine McCormick. Who is a racist in that movie. Oh, that's right. A horrible, horrible racist. They don't drop an end in there, do they? Almost. I think they get close. It's a very close. But so, and that that's it. So, it, but at least you see these girls dealing with things like the other ones don't really. This movie, they don't deal with anything. It's just kind of like, here's three friends. The end. Like, yeah. <laughs> they don't have any character traits, except they're her friends. I say C plus. Yeah, it's, very, it's a very average movie, especially for something that you know, didn't need to be quasi rebooted. Yeah. You know, you could just, you, you, can't, sure. you can't leave these alone, you know? Yeah. And it's a Blumhouse movie. So there's, you know, there's, you know, it's not, it's not as good as like a, like a, like a get out. Obviously it's not as good yeah. as a get out, but you know, yeah. or these other Blumhouse films, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think if I were like 14, I'd be like, yes, I love this movie. The enemy is the patriarchy and toxic masculinity and David Duchovny dies in a forest or whatever. <laughs> Cause you can kind I mean, spoilers <laughs> for that movie, but you can kind of tell the minute he shows up that you're like, Oh, Oh, I get it. Oh, I see where we're going. Here. I see where we're going. Um, dad, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna banish them to a realm of dad rock. Yeah. Right. I'm surprised he didn't just play a guitar at them. <laughs> Slow blues or whatever the fuck it is he plays. Yeah. But so, so yeah, I mean, C plus. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's not great. Watch the original. Yeah, that's that's a good review. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with our book for this week. Hey there. I'm sure you know about the Capes and Lunatics podcast, but have you heard about the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast? It's a fun home for classic and new reviews of just about everything. We have the Ultimate Spider Cast, where we cover everything Spider Man, the Quantum Zone, where we talk the classic Marvel character Quasar and do deep dives on the cosmic side of Marvel. We also have Comic Capers, where we cover everything old and new in comics. It could be anything, any company, any decade. And we also have our Media Mondays, where we cover some kind of TV show, be it a 
Arrowverse uh, current hits or our summer specials where we do overviews of uh, classic episodes of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. So, if you're a fan of pop culture and media, you should really check it out. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. All right, we're back here in our worst collection ever with our book for this week. It is Falling in Love, number <laughs> oh, 130, right. one, number 131 from April 1972. We should probably preface, uh, preface because... So this is, and we mentioned this a couple episodes ago. So every time I go to Mile High Comics, there is this trade paperback of DC romance comics. And it is called Heartthrob, I think. Heartthrob's Best of DC Romance Comics. Yeah. Which was printed in 1979, by the way. Which is, yeah, it's old. So, but it Mile High, it's like 560 bucks or something fucking stupid. And I'm like, I'm never, expensive. never paying that much money. So Sean, in his wisdom, went on eBay and found it for like... 30 so got it for me and it has come so we are reading a selection out of that amazing book yes uh i was very glad to pick this up because i just i just you don't get a chance to score something like this very often Mm, yeah this is being a a trade from 1979 right like i always thought that like oh this trades from 1988 this is old right this is this is this is og trade right here yeah so and I uh, got it for a song. It's supposed to rain. So I'm pretty uh, pretty rad. It's pretty rad. Yeah. So so I'm excited about it. So yeah, this is a, a romance comic from what year? 1972. Shit. And uh, the cover here's the cover of the original comic that we're talking about because it doesn't give you the covers of the books. At least at least not. I haven't found it yet. Yeah. But on on the you know DC Wiki, I found it, mm-hmm. and it has uh. A woman in a pink pink room. Two women in a pink room. And you have a girl laying on a recliner who is crying. And she says, if she steals you from me, I'm moving out. <laughs> and it uh, is a guy answering the door. It looks like John Davidson. He's like, you're her mother. Now I thought you were her sister. And uh, the girl's like, oh, no, not Neil. Not again. Nah, 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 nah. And at the bottom, it says the name of the story is My Mother, the Man Trap. Which, <laughs> Sorry, that's why we're reading this. Which, holy shit. Right? Oh, your ears are cold, Ms. Loon. Oh, Ms. Loon is going to enjoy, enjoy us talking about My Mother, the Man Trap right She's now. sitting on me. I have Miss Luna. But it also has ears a thing. Are cold. It also has a thing here. It says, enter now, win money, dream man contest. What's a dream man I contest? I don't know. Can I send away for a man? I don't know. Do I like send five bucks and they send me a man? Yes. Like a real one? No, it's a sea monkey, but it's a man. <laughs> you just got to water him. You just got to water him. And he just grows. But oh, he also no. has to live in the fish in the fish bowl. Oh, shit. Now it's the shape of water. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. DC was on top of that earlier yeah. back in the Yeah, back they really 70s. were. Also, I think there's another story in here called uh, The Boy I Couldn't Forget. Mm. But it's confusing because the way that it has like these, it's listed as like, my mother, the man trap, win money, dream man contest. Unless if that's maybe the story. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh, it maybe. Dream man contest. You know? Maybe. Uh, and, but here's also another contest, or maybe it's just, or not just a contest. Maybe it's just like a tutorial that we unfortunately do not get. But oh. it says how to throw a groovy party for under five dollars. Dude, do you know how helpful that would be? That would be very helpful. I throw parties sometimes. Never for under $5. It's just, it's, it's just buy this cocaine or <laughs> buy this weed for $5. <laughs> Have a party, you fuck. Sure. But that is... Uh, Dude, if weed that costs 5 bucks must be shit weed. Oh, well, yeah, but still, you know, it could be a groovy party. Maybe also bring a board game. But bring your own board games, goddammit. You can't afford it anymore because you already spent your $5. Anyways, my mother, the man trap. Yep, man trap. So we start off with... Oh, a woman. So this is confusing because you have a woman. You have these two women up here uh-huh. about to get married or, or they're getting. It really does look like the women are getting married. Like the women are getting married. And, and I was like, wow, this is a very, very interesting book for 1970. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Here we've got a lesbian wedding. That is not what this is. No, it's not. So we start off, though, with uh, the mother. I forget what the mother is. Does the mother have a name? I don't know. Oh, she does, but I can't remember it. Mother. So the mother is like 
talking to uh, Stan Lee, which the, is how he looks at the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to call him Stan Lee. His name is Elliot, but I'm going to call him Stan, Dr. Stan Lee. Uh, so Stan Lee, she's like, Stan Lee's like, hey, marry me. And she's like, no, I can't. I'm just not ready to remarry. And uh, the daughter, whose name is uh, Sheila, Sheila's on the outside of the door and she's like, she's like, please remarry, mom. You keep stealing my boyfriends. That's right. Now, so, yeah. let, me, let me just say this real quick. Stealing is. It's not a thing. Is not. It's it's. Not really stealing, it's flirting. Yeah, I mean because she's not she, she's basically like a cool mom. Well, because the poor the, the prim, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. But I just I just want to put out there like you can't steal somebody's boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, whatever. That person will willingly go over to somebody else. Yeah. And you can't steal anybody. They have free will. Yeah. They you make know? the decision to make this. To, to exactly. And so it's fine. This, you're stealing my boyfriend. You're just like, okay. It's like, no, your mom just happens to have. Be, There's be, a lot of issues with this book. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Your mom just happens to have game. Yeah. But she's not stealing anybody. They're not. She's not dating these dudes. Right. She's not having sex with any of these guys. Well, at least we don't think so. Well, we don't, not that we just see. Yeah, but, I don't think anybody's having sex in these books. They're very G. Yes. So. She's like, Stanley, I can't marry you. And the, the and Sheila's just like, oh, God, my mom will get married. I wish she would. Yeah. And uh, Stanley finds her, uh, Sheila, and she's like crying. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm just upset that my mom keeps turning you down. And, you know, and the, you know, Sheila and the doctor's like, well, you know, I am your family doctor. And I did. You're like a daughter to me mm -hmm. because I, you know, after your father died, your father was sick. And I was like, hey, I'm going to get me a piece of that. Yeah, I'm gonna, already, I'm gonna give him the wrong medicine. That always, <laughs> it's like a knives out. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, it always reminds me of so there's this wrestler Nikita Koloff, mm -hmm. who uh, was a Russian guy from Minnesota, mm -hmm. kayfabe Russian, and at one point his wife died from the Hajis, by the way. Mm, okay, I always I always remember that. His wife died, and at the funeral, he he met his second wife. Yes, who's like a family friend or something like that. And then at the funeral, he's like, and he goes, "Yeah." And I met her at the funeral, and it was like instant family. I because I, we interviewed the ones on Monday Night Mayhem, and he was, and I always remember that instant family uh, quip. Huh. But at the funeral, or something where he met, yeah, yeah, where like I don't know, some game was dropped. At at the funeral at the reception over some ham, and uh, <laughs> or some cold cuts and uh, mm. you know borscht. Bo yes, oh, it's a Russian because he's Russian. Yes, gazpacho. <laughs> it's tomato soup served ice cold. <laughs> it's just a little air orange. It's so good. Go back to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh, fine. I'm gonna get in my car and leave. Whatever. And so this girl is just like, oh, my God, my mom, she's trying to steal these boys. And now she's just trying to, like, relive her youth because she's, like, so pretty and only 36. Yes. She's only 36. This the girl is, like, 20. Yeah. Because what is she, she talking be, well, about? She's got to be between somewhere between over 18, at least, because she's, get, she's getting married at the end of this shit. I mean, she could just be 18. I mean. Well, that means the mother, because she's just saying the mother had me. Real young. When, when she, I mean, she, it's possible, but how old she, is his mom? The mom's 36, so she probably had her when she was 18. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. No, that is so young. That is very young. That's insane. So, so she... Get old, don't have children. That is my motto. <laughs> and so far, worked, right, worked well. Cats? Cats, yes. Children? Not really. No. Kids are great. Not for me. Right. Yeah. So mom looks 36, but she looks like she's 20. Yeah. And she made a success on her own business and she has all the monies, but yeah. the daughter doesn't have shit because every time the mother has, every time they have parties, the well, mom Well, isn't comes there like a flashback where like the daughter throws a party? Yeah. And like 
mom shows up at it and she's like dancing with the friends and like the daughters and that's the next page right yeah well, we're, well i just want to point out this daughter's outfit oh yeah well it's very 70s well, it's very 70s it's a lot of pinstripe like blue and white pinstripes There's and she's got like bottom. A, she's got like one of those you know like uh bandanas yeah so yeah so basically and it, it, this is where uh the daughter's like because the mother's like, it was like, oh, let's play some records. What you kid, the, the boys like the fast records, right? And she's like, she's like, mom, stop doing this, you know? And well, yeah, she's going and, to the next page. What we the mother, which is, she, she explains, the mother, you know, she says the same thing over and over again. The mother keeps saying, you know, she keeps, the mother's like, yeah, the mother is living vicariously through her daughter. Yes, because she, 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 because got she was young so and didn't young get a chance to enjoy herself. And didn't get a chance to enjoy herself. So there's this like, the girl's having a party with her boyfriend, Nate. I think his name is, what's his fucking name? Neil? Nate? Neil, something. And so they're outside and like inside there's all these people having this party and like somebody looks over and like the mom is dancing. Yeah. And it's, is that where we are? No, this is, uh, what was I saying? His name was Will. Uh, Jack. So this is, no, this is a different guy. Right. But this is the party part, right? This is a party, but it's a flashback. Right. This is what I'm talking so, about. So, so, so she's talking to some so dude named Jack, Jack who's wearing... And so they're outside, and, they're, and Jack, wearing like, a fucking killer, killer jacket. He really is. And he looks like... They're outside, and it's like, sees the mom dancing with all these people through the sliding glass door. And he's like, wow, that woman's gorgeous. Is that your sister? I'm going to go talk to her. No, no, no. Bye. She's watching her dance, and he's like, man, she's yeah. dancing like a fucking... Hardcore mania. Yeah, but he wants know. to like go dance with her. Yeah, he just so he, he just, just like dro just drops this poor girl. Drops this woman to go dance with the mom, and so she's like, "Well, you know, that's when I decided that I can never bring my, my mom's in there dancing to the window." <laughs> to the it's just like this whole this book is just Stacy's mom. The song it is, yeah, yeah. So the girl's like, you know what? I am never going to bring another guy around this because my mom is a man trap. She's just trying to get her claws and all these menses. So I'm just going to uh, not bring men around. And then one day she meets fuckface McGee. What is this guy's name? Uh, Neil? Jim. Neil. Bob. Neil. Neil. Bob. Uh, she meets him on a double date and he's like weird right off the bat. Because he says, oh, so you're Sheila. I don't usually make blind dates, but this one time I'm glad I did. Hello, Sheila. Welcome to my heart. No. Welcome to my heart. Dude, what is that? Welcome to my heart. I'd be like, get the fuck away. Maybe I'm too cynical. It's 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 a, it's a bit much the first time you meet somebody. Yeah. When I, you were, you were just, when I, if I met you and I went, welcome to my heart. Yeah, we wouldn't be together. I think you but probably would But if we had already like been together and you said that to me as a joke, that would be a different story. But saying that to me. The I would mean it. Yeah, but like it would be like, haha, it's a joke reference. But saying it to me the first time we meet. Well, right. Yeah. That so, has like, I'm going to kill you and bury you under the house written all over it. Welcome to my heart. Yeah. So anyway, so like they get together and they're like, oh, we love each other, whatever. Not introducing my mom to any of these boys. Well, she, she goes and she takes her home. They, they go home. They have a good time and they're making out on the porch and the mom comes down. And she's like, oh, I heard. So I think I heard a man. Man. She's like, man, I woke up out of it's a like, dead sleep and it was a man. <laughs> it's like that Roger Rabbit where <laughs> he goes to Toontown and he thinks it's Jessica Rabbit and it's not. And she's like, oh, man. Yeah, pretty much. So that's uh, me. So that was that was me before when I was single. Oh, man. I know I heard you. <laughs> I, was, I was there and I heard you. It was really upsetting because I'd run into windows and my boobs would go both like <laughs> <laughs> one goes to the left, one goes to the right. It must have been very painful. It was really painful. I'm glad I, I stopped doing that. So uh, so eventually they get engaged. And at some point, and Neil, Neil just, so they've been engaged for a month. I feel like in all of these books, it's just like one of those, like, we met, we're getting married six weeks later. You know? Yeah. No, because I feel like we don't really know how long it is that they're dating, but eventually, but I it's just, like, it's very quick that they get married. It's because nobody was, at least, okay, in these books. Not in actual society. No one was fucking back then. So all these people were just like, we're going to get married as soon as we turn 18 so we can fuck. Yeah. Uh, that's a mistake. Yeah. Fuck first. Fuck first, marry later. Yeah, 100%. So they're on the beach and uh, Neil's like, hey, man, we've been like engaged and uh, you've never met my I've never met your mother. And Could I meet your mother? Can I meet your mother? And she's like, no. She's like, she's and like, instead of like explaining to him what's going on, she's just like, ah, well, he, ah, 
Nah. Well, this guy Neil's like he's like she's really he, dramatic because he, but he's but he's also yeah he's he's also like he's like look you know you you meet me on the corner of your street you know you you are you ashamed of me like I mean it feels yeah, I don't feel, of it feels very weird it is a hundred percent weird if you're getting married and you haven't met the other person's family I mean it's not like she's like oh I wish you could be my mom but she lives in Paris yeah right you know. It's you just, no, you can't meet her. So finally she's like, all right, you can come meet my mom. And then he comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, like that's your mom. Oh, your mom. So because she's like, I can't let him see me when I'm not well, such a mess. Well, I have to go get pretty. Well, this is where. So the suit. Yeah. So he comes. Which up, just that's like literally me meeting anybody. Just FYI. I'm always like, oh, I have to make sure I look good. How much makeup do I wear? Like how much makeup am I wearing right now? You wear a lot. All the makeup. So that's just normal. <laughs> she's not trying to ensnare. Well, she's uh, drawn that way, at least. She's drawn that way. But honestly, if people were like, hey, you have to meet my veterinarian, I'd be like, let me make sure I put my makeup on first. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so the mother, you know, we just think it's, it's OK. So the guy, she she introduces Neil to her mother and he's like, you're Sheila's mom. I've never expected you. And then and, and Sheila jumps in and she's just like breathtaking, Neil. Are you is that what you're going to say? Yeah. She just immediately just jumps. Are you like, hard? Yeah. <laughs> is that dick hard? And like How about that dick? <laughs> so then she's like, look at me. I'm making the coffee. Well, she's talking to the mom. And you know what? I'm not going to take it anymore. So she like runs out there. And it's like, mom, I know you're trying to fuck my boyfriend. Very and, and mom's like, what? And Neil's like, my dick's hard. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> and, help it. I'm just, I'm, 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 and he's I'm like, really hard. I'm just hard all the time. I got a milk condition. And I'm he's, hard. and he's like, hard Neil. Threesome? <laughs> Party? <laughs> me? Enough of me to go around, ladies. Brazzers? <laughs> Brazzers. This was this was a yeah this was an early Brazzers by the way. Pornhub. That was also that was a DC comic. He did one of those romance comics. So it was like Brazzers every month. <laughs> <laughs> Brazzers one thirty eight. Are they numbered? Meal. Are Brazzers numbered? I'm assuming they must be. Yes, they are. <laughs> We're doing Brazzers one thousand and twenty. <laughs> We're, uh, we're ready, ready to ready when you guys are. I mean, are they all just called like anal babe forty seven or? Well, they, they, that's that, those are the subcategories. Oh, you gotta, okay. you gotta subcategorize the categories. So you got like Brazzers one thousand fifty eight blowjob, and then you got but underneath that is like blow uh, uh, so is it like armless blowjob thirty eight? Oh, so is it like? Brazzers, and then they're all numbered sequentially, but then you have like your blowjob category, your yeah. anal category, your hand job category. <laughs> no, I was saying probably foot a, job f- category. Foot job, foot jobs, uh, threesomes, uh, yeah. uh, incest. Ew, no. Well, I realize yeah. that is a big thing in porn, and that is not for me. What we're saying, you know, or se- un- I'm sorry, stepfather. No, yeah, step- but incest is like an actual thing know, in porn, and I don't get it. Oh, so I'm saying like stepbrother. Uh, not to like, sister, you know, yuck anybody's yuck. Babysitters, young. 15. If yeah. that's like your, your category of porn, like I'm not here to, you know, rain on your cum parade, but it's just, it's not for me. It is not for me. <laughs> as long as it's a fantasy, man, you know, you do what you got to do. soon to theaters, cum parade, directed <laughs> by Jen Stansfield. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, actually, that was a, that was another DC comic we didn't Cumparade. know about. It was a, there was it was Cumparade five hundred, just it people was, holding it was, umbrellas. It was, it, was, it was just people holding umbrellas, but Cumparade five hundred was embossed. <laughs> Get ready, guys! Like that Batman thing. Yeah, that was actually supposed to be Cumparade. <laughs> he wasn't wearing underwear. That's right, he wasn't. That, oh, that's right. That was the whole thing with that. And thank you for we, filling us in. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. It, it took us a while to get to it, but uh, <laughs> one of our I, oh, fuck me, I forgot. Is, is it? Uh, I can look. You'll look it up. But, I'm gonna look right uh, now. One of our listeners pointed out to us when we were talking apparently, about apparently this issue. This issue of Batman was very popular. It was a couple episodes ago. We did uh, a Batman issue that was like had an embossed cover. And we're like, why is it embossed? I don't know. It's just special. Come to find out it was because it is the first one where he appears without underwear. Yeah. It says it's a new outfit. Yeah. And uh, where Batman takes the stairs. DeBarsh commented, but it was Herbert Fung says, wasn't this the issue that Batman finally got rid of his trunks? 
So thank you, Herbert. I was not aware that was a that was why that issue was embossed, but now we know. So if thank you. If I was you. looking at a Wizard Comic magazine, I probably would be able to find that out because usually it's like Batman's new outfit, you yeah, know, or something like that. Yeah, but we were not but, looking at Wizard. We were just sitting on our couch not doing anything. Nope, didn't do shit. Yeah, just like we usually do. Yep, yep, yep. Where was it? Where are we in this dumb story? Okay. Oh, yeah. So she's like, oh, he's trying to get a threesome. Uh, this woman's like, you know what? Fuck you, mom. I'm going to move out. And it's the 70s. So shit's affordable. Yeah. Yeah. And so because uh, they, they, they move into an apartment together, mm-hmm. uh, Neil and Sheila. And, you know, and Neil's is like, how come you don't love your apartment? <laughs> or why are you sad? Why did she? Are you thinking about your mom? And she's like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about my mom. I know. I'll go talk to my doctor." Well, they go. No, they go talk to the doctor, get the blood test, because apparently that was a thing back. Oh, then. it was a thing back then. You had to get a blood test to get married. Yeah, for some reason, you had to get a blood test and to uh, make sure you weren't related. I don't know why you had to do that. Oh, is that what that was for? I don't know. Oh, also check for disease. Maybe that's why. I don't know why people used to have to get blood tests to get married. Well, maybe because it was like because you're assuming that if you know if you're not if you're a wholesome person that's reading a, that that exists in this world that you're not having sex. So, but you want to check to make sure you don't have any diseases. Sure, you are you know post 1970. Yeah. So you know there might be uh, you know a series of things going around. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Some Indonesian junk going around. Yeah. So. Um, so she goes to get the blood test and then she like brings it up to this guy about how the mom is like fucking all the boyfriends or whatever. And he's like, I, I think this guy's a little bit wrong. I yeah. know. I will say. He's not really this, taking, and they're really understanding why she's right. upset. And this daughter also is a little dramatic. She's a bit extra. She's a little bit extra. We're not going to say that's not true. So she's talking to the doctor and he's like, don't you understand? The only reason that your mom was there is so you wouldn't be lonely like she was. You're a terrible person. You better apologize to your mom. And I'm like, but that's not how it came off. It comes off as like she's really trying to be the coolest. She's trying to be friends with with her daughter's friends. And that's fucking weird. And the daughter, instead of just being like, hey, ma, could you like, it, it makes me uncomfortable. No, I didn't have a cool mom. No. Like, I don't have a cool mom. I don't know what it would be like to have a cool mom where all the friends like her and like want to hang out with her. Yeah. I think that would be weird, but maybe it would be normal. I don't know. Maybe you think it's normal. Oh, dear. Our cats are fighting. Anyway. I mean, maybe you think it's normal when you grow up that way. No, probably. Sometimes some people like. It'd be weird as fuck if my mom was like. Parents just get along. Luna. Oh, our crazy cats. Yeah, but maybe that would be like. It wouldn't be weird if your mom was like, I'm just going to come talk to your friends. It is awkward. It is awkward, but unless... But we didn't have cool moms. Yeah, well... So if you had a cool mom and you were raised that way, maybe it wouldn't be weird. It would be something, too, like where if I'm just sitting there and like my dad would come in and be like, hey, 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 you know, my dad, you know. Yeah. You You had a cool dad. I had a cool dad. Your dad was an attraction at your brother's bachelor party. Yes, he was. My dad, my dad, my dad never wore, my dad never wore clothes. <laughs> he wore, he never wore a shirt. He always wore jorts. He always wore, yeah, he was, he was fully jorted. Yeah. So anyway, so they, so they're, the, the Stan Lee doctor is just like, he was like, you're a terrible person. And they're like, okay, I guess I should. And she's like, oh my God, mom. I got to go apologize to my mom. So she runs to apologize to her mom. And then she's like, everything's great. Now that I'm going to get married. Well, and then at the end. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to point out here. So mother and daughter are having this moment. Oh, this is so creepy. I told you this guy's angling for a threesome. And then, yeah, you, he 100%. Told, totes is. Because then Neil, so they're hugging and they're like, you know, mother's like, it's okay, I forgive you, whatever. And uh, Neil shows up in uh, apparently his tie, which by the way, his tie, the way the design of the tie looks like it's Charlie Brown's hair. Oh, it does. It's, it's a pretty odd looking uh, outfit here. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, is there room, is there room for one more in your arms, mother? <laughs> yeah. Ew. He's totally. This, this, yeah, this, and so then it's, it's Neil Brazzer. This is the beginning of Brazzers. <laughs> this they, after this issue, they into, went falling on, in love became Brazzers. They went on to actually, you know what it is? They went on to form Brazzers Inc. and create Brazzers as we know it today. Yeah, oh yeah, this yeah. is the origin. My father Neil Brazzer. Because they're like literally started this in nineteen seventy two. Because he's like. Is there any room in those arms for me? How about I just and make so room for you guys? All three of them are just hugging. And then at the very end, it's a 
I, is this a double wedding? Yeah. It's so, like a movie or like a sitcom. It's like a double wedding, but what it looks like is the mother and the daughter are getting married and the men are their maids of honor slash best men. But then he's like, and then it was just the four of us. And I'm like, what? Now is this a fucking foursome instead of a thruple? You guys are, I don't quadruple. know. Quadruple. A quadruple? Is that what that's called? I, I'm just, I'm just adding another. Oh, because a thruple is a real thing. I know a thruple is, but this but is. But what's a foursome? Qu- qu- quadruple. It must be a quadruple. Sure. Sure. If anybody's, Consult the browsers. If anybody's in a quadruple, let me know if that's the correct answer. We want to make sure you're included. I know what a thruple in is. Our, in, our, in our rantings here. <laughs> in, our, in our weird comic book or comic is it, Or is that just poly? That, like, if you're, like, in a foursome, are you just poly then? Yeah. It's a, Maybe it's a, that's it's it. A, it's a, you know, it's but a that's only if party. everybody in the poly cup, like, poly quadruple fucks each other. Yeah. I guess so. I and mean, that doesn't always happen. But yeah, so it's just the four of them and they all live in the one room together and mm. they all fuck. And, and they founded browsers. And they founded browsers. I almost said browsers. <laughs> they created browsers. Well, browsers originally was browsers and then it just became really, it just got really smutty. <laughs> things just got really crazy. So they had to change like, it. It's like, yo, browsers. Somebody just called it browsers. Right. So yeah, but that's uh that's how this book this story ends. <laughs> so weird. I'm, I'm assuming there's another story in this book, but we don't have it. But that's fine. Actually, I think technically we do Ew. because because there's another because this one just kind of connects to the next issue. So this is still part of the same issue. Yeah, we don't have to read that. I didn't read it. Did but, you? No, I didn't. Because I didn't know it was a part of the same issue. I didn't realize that. But I'll I'll take it. I'll take the word for it. That yeah. Oh, I just wanted to share. Some exciting news. Okay. Uh, looks like just dropped today for who is going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 2020. Oh, and do you want to retell us who that is? I would like to tell you who that is. So it is. Oh, it's going to be on Habo Max, by the way. Ooh. So we could watch it. I can watch. I can not watch it like I've never have. <laughs> well, we might want to because. Typo negative's going to. Oh, God, I wish. 2020 inductee class includes uh-huh. Depeche Mode. Ooh. The Doobie Brothers. Eh. Whitney Houston, RIP. Nine Inch Nails. Ooh, man. Trent, that's very anti <laughs> I feel like Trent Reznor's like, probably like, I guess. Yeah. The Doors B.I.G., T Rex. T Rex ain't in yet? Apparently not. Apparently wow. they're going in. Apparently neither is Depeche Mode. Well, Depeche Mode, I can understand. And Nine Inch Nails. How fucked up is that? The Nine Inch Trent Reznor is not only an Oscar winner. He is. he is now a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. Which is in Cleveland, which is where he's from. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yes. I mean, they, there's probably more, but those, that's who it says. Those are the big names they put those out Those are there. some big names. Yep. So that, so that means they're going to have a jam at the end of the session, and Trent Reznor's going to have to be up there like, head like a hole. And Depeche With Mo- the Doobie Brothers? With the Doobie Brothers. But he's probably going to be like, oh shit, it's Depeche Mode. I mean, that's how I would be. I didn't realize back in like the early 90s, like late 80s, early 90s, how fucking wild Dave Gahan was. Oh, my God. Yeah. They have some of the craziest fucking tour stories that they're not dead. Yes. Is a miracle. It, 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 and you just, you listen to Depeche Mode and you're just like, ah, oh, whatever, it's Depeche Mode. You know, this yeah. song's cool. This no, cool. they were maniacs. Fucking out of control. All, I mean, all of them were. Yeah, all of all them. All the motherfuckers. Like, Martin Ross or what's his name? Oh, or, so many. Martin, I don't know whatever. all of them. Martin Gross or something, you know, and Dave Gahan and guy with glasses and other guy that without glasses. And they were just all. But like the Violator, t- like I guess the Violator Tour. The Violator tour. tour apparently is like one of the most legendary debauched tours in history. And that's going up against like acts like the Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah, no, you're, there's. It's, like they beat out them. Yeah. That's it's, nuts. It's nuts. Like I was listening to uh, Alan Cross talk about it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's right. Dave Gahan is a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's he's alive to be inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know how any of them are alive. Yeah, how how is I that? listened to that episode with you and I'm like, how are they not dead? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, congrats. Congrats to them. 2020. Love it, Depeche when, when, Mode. When, when, is, uh, when is it airing, did it say? I think tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. I think so, yeah. All right, fine. Fine, fuck you. <laughs> Thank you. Take it, <laughs> take it up my time. <laughs> fine, I'll watch it. Yes. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, that's it for this week's episode. 
Falling in Love, number 131 from April 1972. Did you want to read the next issue of that? Oh, of course. Of course. It's probably in this book. Hmm. It's a pretty good book, and I'm glad uh, I, I, I snatched that up. Yes, thank you. Yes. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening, folks. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Angry Hero Sean. And I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, Worst Collection Ever, and email the show, worstcollectionever at gmail.com. And please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get the show. And uh, tell your friends. Yeah. And uh, be, be cool out there because... Shit's crazy. Shit's crazy and Depeche Mode is still alive. Yeah. You should, you should be... Be like Depeche Mode. Be like Depeche Mode live <laughs> forever forever all right folks thanks for listening we'll talk to you again soon bye